Welcome back to the farmstead. We're glad you're here. Pull up a chair and rest your heels, and let's talk about large family living on the homestead. Let's get after it. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to the farmstead. We're so glad you're here. It's been a crazy, what, month and a half now? And it feels a little surreal. At first, maybe a little scary, but we're all doing well, and we hope you are too. It's been uncertain and felt weird when you go to the grocery store, maybe. Yeah, we're talking about COVID-19, the pandemic that's hit the entire world. At some point, I'm sure it'll be in history, and our great-grandkids will hear about it, kind of like we might have heard about the pandemic of 1918. So I guess we're part of history right now. Kind of weird. I guess sometimes you want to be known for something. I'm not sure this is quite it. This, this isn't it, but that's okay. <laughs> it'll definitely be interesting to see how you know how history uh, talks about what currently is going on, how the rest of this pandemic uh, you know kind of shapes out. But uh, you know, we're not ones to you know fear monger or make mountains out of molehills. But we're also not ones to just um, not observe, uh, take notes, and and. Uh, you know, kind of have our antennas up on, you know, what's going on with not only, you know, folks' health, but with, um, you know, personal freedoms, liberty, things of that nature. It's we're, it's definitely some uh, very interesting times, to, to say the least. I think, I think the most interesting for me is that I see that so many people are jumping back into gardening. That's amazing. And I think who you visited and who you're going to be talking with today they love to do that. That's a passion of theirs, just like it's a passion of mine. And I think that's great. I think that a resurgence of gardens in America is a beautiful thing. Some of the things that we're going through that are prompting people to do new things, try out new things, add more of stuff, it's amazing. I think it's phenomenal. Um, you know, do I want to see thousands of people dying? No. But do I want to see thousands of new gardens be put in, in all over America? Absolutely. It's unfortunate that it takes things like this to for folks to get into a new mindset but that's just kind of who we are as humans it, it's it, it takes uh most of the time it takes some kind of of a drastic change in life or a drastic life event that helps shape or propel us to uh start thinking about things a little bit differently things a lot of folks now are going to be uh more uh unfortunately intimately aware of the food system uh, and how much we depend on grocery stores, how much we depend on uh, just about everything uh, for most folks' normal way of life. And I think a lot of folks are starting to kind of dig in and, and look into and uh, and kind of search inside of themselves on what is important uh, to them, what, what actually matters uh, in life, where they find, you know, that joy and happiness. Uh, and a lot of folks, I think, are finding some purpose. Um, there, a lot of folks are still trying to sort all this mess out, you know. A lot of folks haven't worked in five or six weeks or more, and money's tight, food's tight. You know, the future is uncertain, and it's it's a it's a challenging time for a lot of folks. What's I think what's what's great uh, in the midst of all of these kind of storms is you know eventually 
that dove gets sent off from the ship and that dove finds dry land mm-hmm. and you find yourself at the the light at the end of the tunnel it feels like we're you know we're kind of in that that situation right now where we can almost see uh that there's land on the horizon exactly what that looks like i think is going to be a lot different than what we've ever ever kind of been used to but no matter what storm of life that we find ourselves in one of the greatest tools one of the greatest mechanisms that we kind of have inside of us is if we can find some way if we can find how to find the balance uh, amidst the storm we can work through whatever situation that it is and you know we have a large family a lot of folks are single a lot of folks um, might not have a support partner um, to help balance everything out right now and you know now more than any time is is a is a the time where you need to have you know a, a clear head and, and and be as balanced as you can mentally physically spiritually and it's okay if the ship threw you overboard we'll throw you the life raft <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get look back for on the, the look for the lighthouse you know that lighthouse it doesn't matter um where it's located if it's through the podcast if it's through a youtube channel if it's if it's you know like like they're saying the stay-at-home order to sit on the couch and and binge you know watch netflix it's okay use this time to grow and learn and invest in yourself if it's only yourself and if it's a large family like ours we're still using this time to grow and invest and learn and do new things and try new things you know it's a great time it's a great time. It's a great time to work on mindset. Yep. And it's a great time to work on communication with your partner and expressing, you know, your feelings and your thoughts and the things that you're scared about and the things that you're excited about. One of the great things about, you know, being married is, is having you as a partner to where we can talk about the, these things. We can support each other outside of just the current events on what we've decided to do with our family on the farmstead and all the things that we get into we constantly have to ha- have the checks and the balances. We all, we all constantly have to have the yin, the yang, the the, the finding balance, uh, and all of these kind of things. For us, I think is what makes all of this work. Yeah, but it's not perfect, and it never looks as good as it as, as it sounds. So sometimes the checks and balances come after the fact. Sometimes it's check yourself before you wreck yourself, and then you've already wrecked yourself, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, so that didn't work. We're on the same sometimes page now, right?" A, sometimes you're just calling a tow truck. <laughs> yeah, right. You call the wrecker. <laughs> I think that's interesting. You know, when we talk about folks, uh, is you know learning and digging in and trying to better understand not only ourselves but but other folks right before. This whole thing uh, kind of blew up with the COVID nineteen. Uh, I was up traveling with work up in Minnesota, yeah, and got to stop and uh, have a, a an awesome dinner and conversation with uh, Tom and Julie Dahmers. I know I was so bummed. I wish I could have gone, but you know, got to stay here and run the homestead. Someone's got to keep the uh, things that the fire the lit fed. here. Yeah, <laughs> we had a great conversation, kind of uh, digging into their what how they find balance what that yin and yang is for them, how Julie and Tom work together to uh, not, not really compromise, but how they work together to support the other spouse's goals or dreams or passions. That, that can be really tricky sometimes when... Sometimes it can take years to figure out. It it's not perfect. Time. And every time you throw a new thing into the mix, it will have to get leveled out. You know, like you said, 
finding that balance, finding that, finding, um, shifting your mindset, maybe what you want to do isn't exactly what I want to do. So we have to kind of see how it sifts itself out and then figure out how I fit into that picture. And sometimes it's that it's your own thing. For me, my garden is my own thing. You come and help when I need, you know, certain things done, but it's not your passion. Just like the bees. I love the bees as much as you do, but it's a different passion for me because it's a different um, check on my list of things to do where yours, it's your first check mark. For me, it's a, it's a few, few down the list. (laughs) And, all and the- they, they really, um, I, I am so excited to listen in and hear how they talk about how they've learned to balance it, how they've learned that over the years, um, uh, they've been married, I think as long as we have maybe, or maybe a little longer, but man, it's not perfect. You know, it's not like they've got the secret sauce recipe kind of thing. We all are trying to figure this out. Everyone's trying to figure it out. Um, but it seems like w- the, w- some of the conclusions that we've kind of yep. uh, came to, I think a lot of folks who spend the time to, to look for the answers come to something similar, although it looks completely different yep. for everybody. Yep. So we had a really great conversation uh, digging into the, the, uh, the, the, the spouse aspect, the husband, the wife, uh, the balance. When passions don't align, how we can support each other, support um, the dreams and the visions and the passions of the partner. And sometimes you get surprised on how all those dreams and passions uh, can actually be shared just by supporting the other just person. Support. Yep, just positivity. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to uh, bring you this conversation from the kitchen of Tom and Julie Dahmers. Let's listen in. So I thought it'd be cool to get up here and, and talk with you guys. Uh, kind of a non-typical show, as as uh, if folks don't aren't aware, you guys uh, have a podcast, a YouTube channel, a Facebook presence at Small Scale Life, absolutely, and Small Scale Gardening. Yep, right. So you guys have uh, lots of different tentacles out all over the place, sharing uh, your message. Uh, you know, putting yourself out there. What was the initial motivation of uh, getting started uh, with the, both the podcast and YouTube channel and uh, your web presence. Yeah, that's a great question. So I started blogging in 2014 on the smallscalegardening.com platform. And I really started that project because my grandma died, my dad died, and we lost a lot of knowledge there. Um, my grandma was a great gardener, but I, I couldn't tell you what she grew. My dad was an NFL football player, but I don't know a lot of the stories. I was doing experiments in my backyard, and I figured. My boys, I have two boys. We have two boys. Mm-hmm. You do. <laughs> I had a whole partner. Yeah, she did. So we had two we have two boys and and if they're like me or my brother, we weren't interested in any of that gardening stuff. But I was doing projects in the backyard and someday I wanted them to if they got interested to have a resource there. What was dad doing back there? What was he doing at midnight with this big pot of water and these tomatoes? I mean, I remember one of Ryan's buddies, uh, our youngest son, they were over there playing video games and he kept looking out the window, little Sammy, right? Yeah. He's looking out the window. He's like, oh my gosh, Mr. Dahmers is making meth or something, you know, and <laughs> they couldn't believe it. I was like, no, I'm just skinning the tomatoes. I'm going to make some salsa. I'm going to make some salsa. It's going to be delicious. And, uh, and I just decided this was what I needed to do. I needed to document that. So small scale life started in 2015 because I was like, okay. 
we live in Minnesota and for half the year we're in under snow and ice. So what am I going to do when I'm not talking about gardening? I'll talk about other things. I wanted to lose some weight. I wanted to, you know, explore a little bit other some other topics. So we started up small scale life in 2015 and then we did the podcast in 2016 and then the small scale gardening podcast started up. We kind of I restarted the engine on that uh this year. So So uh it always seems like behind every good man is an even better woman. Oh, yes. Do I get points for that one? When you do. When you do, you do brother. I'm going to let you keep talking. Keep so, going. You know, it seems like you know, you, there's a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas and passions yeah. um, that you have personally that you're expressing through uh, these formats. Julie, the question that I think about is at home, you know, I, I have all these crazy ideas and Susan mm-hmm. helps wrangle these things together, mm-hmm. uh, keep me focused uh, and keep me from going like too far off the beaten path. Right. I'm not <laughs> not saying that you've done that, Tom. Oh, I have an idea or two. It doesn't sound these, familiar at all. Yeah. With all these formats, but it seems like you know you have to have uh, that helpmate when you are married, or you you really can't keep perf- you can't keep doing your art or that passion individually for very long. But there's something special and something to be said about when you have a partner with that and you guys are doing it together. What's what has been your take on on this this ride so far? Well, it has been a little bit of a journey, I'd say. In in the beginning, I really, I just, I have to admit, I thought he was kind of crazy. You know, we're we're uh, city suburbanite folks, and I didn't have a <laughs> lot of interest. I have to admit yeah. in in the gardening and and uh, canning and preserving, and so I was I was kind of detached from it. Um, especially in the beginning, for sure. And it took, you know, it, it took some life experiences for me to, to grasp what he was doing and why. I mean, I was just, I think what had to happen is, um, I had to catch up to the small scale life vision because our life was so hectic and there was, it was just this frantic pace of living that I just, I was kind of resentful of putting one more thing into it, mm, I have to admit, in yeah. the beginning. So we weren't really a unified team. It and it was all Tom, you know, for for quite a while. Yeah. That's true. Um so I think he's been really trying to define what it is. Um and I after having gone through some 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 tough life experiences, I realized that the focus, what I had had focused on, was just so unimportant, and you know that Tom really did have have it figured out that you know that living a simpler, um, less hectic life was the way we needed to go and we needed to um get back to our roots and get back to living you know like our grandparents did yeah. and um getting rid of the excess in our life and once once i got on board with the vision of where we were going and what our life could look like, I was all in. And I am I am um a doer. Uh <laughs> Tom's a, Tom is definitely the visionary and the idea yeah. guy. And I'm a get her done right, girl. Right, so right. you you know you give me the ball and I will run it and run it in to the finish line. But I don't always like see the path. Right. So I think we work really well together in that respect. So you have to have a good not only 
there's always seems like there's always a level of 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 compromise sometimes where your partner uh is wanting to go a certain direction whether it's uh it's in the garden whether it's with home uh school curriculum mm-hmm. finances right. uh sometimes you might not exactly share that same vision on the on the front side but if it's a health relationship and you understand kind of the ebbs and flows of those things you you try to support uh in the ways that you can to to give them that room and then sometimes it seems like through supporting you also share uh not only share the vision or the dream or the project but you also see the potential that's there and so a lot of times when i I, you know we talk with folks and see folks that are single they don't quite have that other person in their life to help keep that balance like your heart heart kind of goes out uh for them because i I know for i know without a shadow of a doubt there's no way uh i would have the life experiences that i've had if it wasn't susan there uh, the the one carrying the ball and seeing things through, you know, and when it's when it's fourth and thirty, she's still the one, uh, and she's ready to run that running play and and take it all the way down, and mm-hmm. and she does. Um, the you guys have gone through changes. It it sounds like with uh, not only the mental approach but physically, maybe where you started to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like maybe t- Tom had a certain vision that you, you also share what support mechanism, what did you find uh, was the thing that allowed you mentally to give him the room and the space to kind of see that out and learn and try to support him until you guys started to share that vision. Mm, that's a good question. Um, what was the thing? <sighs> like sometimes it's it's a matter of man, you know, the husband is just nagging me because he wants this shiny new thing, and he's nagging me, and he's nagging me, and he's nagging me. And I'm tired of hearing him nag. So, okay, what's it going to take? Do do I okay? Do we cut something from here to make that happen? Like that's like the worst case scenario. Sometimes you know you have a partner and they they see something and you know that they they're like they're on fire and they're passionate about that and you might not share the same vision or same goal and i think we all deal with that a little bit differently in how we support our partner even though we're not fully on board with it is uh on what they're doing the reason i bring it up is there's a lot of folks who are probably going to listen to listen to susan and i's podcast yeah. or your guys's podcast yeah. and they want to start making these changes in their life and start to go down this road but it's sometimes one-sided it, it might mm-hmm. be the wife who wants to get into gardening and canning and the husband's like i could care less you know i got this right. to do this to do this to do. right but sometimes it seems like if you, it, it there's, I, there's not really a magic formula but it seems like it's a super i mean exact story for Susan and I to where there there has to be there, there's a point in time and maybe you can't put your finger on it um, but there, but there's a point to where uh, you fully embrace that compromise to yeah. give them the room to do what they want to do but you also do it in a way to where not only you feel like you're supporting them but they feel like you're supporting them so you can to kind of grow towards yep. that vision and it's you know when when I, I can't speak for tom but when he was first getting going with you know setting up the podcast and all mm-hmm. these kind of things he had a dream and a vision and an idea and those kind of things but julie i would imagine if you were at home saying that's stupid tom don't you're not going to do that <laughs> i'm not going to support you there's all the all these things here you need to do take out the trash like you had to give him some grace yeah to to start and i'm, I'm just always curious and interested if there was a specific mechanism 
uh, whether sometimes it's it's you know fo- folks have a tight relationship through church or religion or mm-hmm. ideas to where they they can give their partner that grace. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, and in all transparency in the beginning, I was kind of like, well, that's stupid. And I, you know, I mentioned I was kind of resentful of it. So there was, there was definitely, um, it kind of was like we were going on two parallel paths, Mm -hmm. but not the same paths, you know, and I would just, I, at the, at first just kind of let him do his thing and, and just, didn't get too engaged with it and um tried not to be too you know i don't know what the i was just i was really actually kind of resentful because it was taking him away from the vision that that i thought i saw us going Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah i thought i kind of had this vision of us as being these more highfalutin city living folks and i thought Mm -hmm. that we were you know wanting the same thing at first and then when i saw he was going a completely different direction it really um it kind of threw me yeah and it the turning point honestly greg was really um having you know i i lost my mom who was a big big uh influence in my life and um we also had our son going through a really rough time and going through what we went through i just i i realized that what this life that i was envisioning and the life that i was trying to build was was so um not authentic and it was it it all would crumble it, it just didn't have it didn't have a it didn't feel like it had a strong foundation um i think i had to i had to go through the tough mm. times mm-hmm. that was the that was a wake-up call like i needed a wake-up uh. call um I don't know that there was, I mean, I think Tom and I have always tried to support each other in, in our endeavors, but, um, I kind of looked at his, his small scale gardening when he first started as, as, uh, a hobby and, and it was taking, uh, a lot of his time and, uh, but I think what it was is, really feeling you know i i i could feel his passion for yeah, it that's good yeah mm-hmm. i really just needed to um i needed to embrace that and i needed to uh, make room for it that's, that's a good way of putting it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because the the chaos of our life it just i didn't feel like there was room for it it seems like that's a common denominator uh because you could argue like, okay, it's not a super drastic move to say, okay, I'm going to start a podcast uh, out of out of our bedroom and we're going to start talking about tomatoes and those kind of things. But it seems like there's always a measure of tragedy or loss mm-hmm. that it takes to shake somebody up just enough to where they, they can reevaluate who they are, where they are in this world and what is actually important. Right. Uh, and maybe through the the genuineness and the 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 simple living aspect of what Tom was trying to you could you could see that and it locked in uh 
Tom, do you, can you remember what that time in life was like? Several, yeah. So the, like I said, the passing of my grandma, passing my dad, but really the one thing that got me going on this whole thing was the crash of 2008. Because yeah. I was a consultant, I was selling my service. I had the railroad call up one day, and that was my main number one client. And they said, you know what? You're like a computer on my desk, and I've got to turn you off because I got to keep my own people employed. And that was my number one client. That was where all my revenue was. I had people in three offices across the country working on these projects, and suddenly it was gone just like that. And I had no other tricks, no other, no other source of revenue, no other source of projects. And I thought, honest to God, I, I went into a, a panic because... We were cutting people at our company. I figured my boss was coming in one day. He didn't tell me why he was coming in. He was just coming in, and that usually was a signal on a Friday afternoon. That's not good. That's somebody's leaving. It's not a bonus check. That's what we've done to other people in my office, and it always was terrible. And I figured I was next. And and at the same time, Julie was reading Laura Ingalls to the kids. And I was sitting there stressed out, freaking out keeping this all inside and i'm listening to the story about the ingles i'm like you know if i lost my job i don't know what i'm gonna do i can't go to walmart and support this place and i don't know anything about anything now i'm not gonna go out and churn butter <laughs> it would be delicious if i did but i'm not gonna go out and churn butter right but i don't know anything and about that time, our neighbor came across the street with tomatoes. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I got so many tomatoes. I don't know how to do any, what I'm going to do with all these. Would you like some? And I was like, yeah, how did you grow these? And she had the square foot gardening book from Mel Bartholomew. I'm wow. like, huh, let's do that. You know, and, and that was a stress relief. I built the boxes. We filled it with compost and did all the thing. And then we started growing stuff. And it was like, oh, this is stress relief. And I changed jobs, and I was had even a uh, more important job. I was in the boardroom. Oh my gosh! Listening to these guys talk about their employees, uh, these are executives at this company, and just the stuff I was hearing, I just about threw up in yeah. my mouth. And and this big Chicago guy who liked to make the deals and all this stuff, uh, it was repulsive. And I just I had to leave. And right about that time. Guy up in Minnesota had a big light rail project going on, and this was our chance to shred a massive mortgage that I couldn't. There was no way if I lost my consultant job, there's no way we could afford it. And Mm -hmm. this was an opportunity to get back to Minnesota, start fresh, start new. And the gardening stuff, when we left Illinois, the garden kept producing. The whole neighborhood was eating tomatoes the whole next year while we were waiting you for that house. Tomatoes was, was the gateway fruit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, honestly think it, I, I really think it is. I'm the tomato man. Tomato man. <laughs> what do you think? It would, so you're when you're looking at the Ingalls family. Yeah, and you're seeing all you, you read about uh, all the struggles that they yeah. that they they gone through, but there's something remarkable about all the struggles that the Ingalls went through because. As complicated humans, you can almost look at that scenario and you can almost troubleshoot or see a way uh, to victory through all the, those, that turmoil because it, it seems like life was so much simpler. simpler. Now, yeah. was it actually simpler? We could argue that point. Yeah. 
but it seems like you can you can see through a situation. You can learn those lessons. You know, I don't. If folks listening now, they might be listening to your light rail story and, and the, the 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 boardroom story and, and are learning lessons from it. Yeah. But when you when you see that, you know, Paul Ingalls is trying to put a new roof on, mm-hmm. and so he's getting he's working extra shifts at the sawmill or the feed store, and he gets hurt. And you can't do that. Then you start to realize, you know, you, you can you can almost get direct. It, it simplifies some of these aspects of life to where you can get through to the true essence of it just a hair quicker mm-hmm. than if we have to sort through our mortgage and our car payment and our internet subscription. And we are, we are accustomed to wearing this shoes and this brand. And we identify with this house and this neighborhood and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. It really complicates some of the most simple forms of human nature and what it actually means to survive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I realized by starting this gardening thing and where we lived here in Minneapolis, we moved up here. I didn't fit in, right? I was, I, I didn't fit into the trendy hipsters. I didn't want the big flashy job. I didn't want that. I just wanted to do the work come home and do other things, you know, and we had a flower business, wedding flower business going on. So the weekends were delivering weddings. It was chaos and we were running and then other things fell apart. And it was like, you know what? We just need to have a place. We need to have, we need to cut some of this stuff out because we need to have a place where people can come and be together, you know, and get away from some of that, cut that, chaotic living out it was it was really tough well and i think it came down to um learning to be content yeah that's true too. that's a good one to be content with <laughs> your life as it as it is no matter what it looks like right. you know yeah. if and what i was trying in the past was to find contentment through mm. things mm-hmm. or um, even relationships yeah. or, uh, you know, it, it just, I was never going to find it. We were never going to find it. And I don't think you can embrace, you know, a, a simpler life. Um, and, and when I say simple life, it's just, it's, I think what it is, is a content life. Yeah. Yeah. And l- being content with, with what we're given. And finding, you know, it, it's come down to, you know, Tom and I trying to envision what this small scale life looks like. You know, the the platform. Tom's more about the, he's the front man of the, <laughs> the what do we call it? The, the brand, I the guess. The small scale empire. The right. empire, yes. <laughs> Our small scale life media company. Yes. <laughs> and a part of, that's right. <laughs> a part of <GM>. me <laughs> embracing this, this simpler life is I'm trying, I, I'm cutting out a lot of the digital excess. And so last year I was really trying harder to to throw myself into being more on the front end of things with Tom, being a partner with him. And I've realized that that I that's not as much for me as it is for him. Yeah. I uh in order to have a small scale life, mm-hmm. I have to be more disconnected from from all of that. Right. And I was finding myself 
working all the time, you know, at my day job and then coming home and spending tons of time on the computer and podcasting and this and that. And, and I realized that I was, that's not the vision of what, what I have and not, I don't think what we're trying to do. So rather than, I guess where I'm at and it's coming down to, it's just such a mindset thing about everything as far as being supportive um, and, and being a partner for Tom in all aspects of life, not just the, you know, the, the small scale life brand, but everything it's, it's, it's the mindset of being content and, uh, rather than trying to define for us, defining what small scale life is. Right actually living a small scale life and letting it define itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being content. That's, I think you nailed it there because a lot of folks are constantly chasing. Uh, they're, they're trying to acquire uh, yeah. uh, and put joy and happiness in a, in a Ziploc bag so they can pull it out whenever they need it. <laughs> I think if you're not happy where you are, if you can't find happiness and contentment exactly where you are right now in the circus and the mess of all this, even if you're in transition, right. if, you, if you can't find it now, you will absolutely not find it later. Yeah. Like when we moved from the city to the country, uh, it was tomatoes was, was, the, was the gateway fruit because then we started mm-hmm. thinking, oh man, maybe we can grow more of our own food. You know, and a lot of folks have heard our story where I got into an accident, life changed, right. uh, everything changed. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, all of a sudden, you start to think about the most simple forms of life, you know, food, shelter, uh, things like that. We were, we have traded one rat race literally for another. Yeah. Right. I want to pretend that life is simpler now than what it was, but I think that'd be a lie mm-hmm. because, because this, the simple country life is extremely complicated. Hmm. There are so many nuances with every little aspect, things that are, skill sets and behaviors uh, that didn't exist at all when we lived in town. Is life simpler? I'm not even sure. That's an interesting, I'm going to have to mull that one over as far as what what does simple really mean? Because I don't know that anything is necessarily simple. Like if we want to pare it all the way back down, like, and I can only use my experience uh, as a comparison, but if I want to, if I, to me, a simple life, I'm, I'm imagining, um, uh, it's a house, it's out, uh, on the land and I'm in tune with nature. Yeah. If we pair that all the way down to the, the most simplest form, it would, would like be in tune with nature. If we look at nature itself, there's nothing simple about nature. It's very chaotic. It's the most complicated yep. animal we don't understand to yeah. this day. Totally. That's right. But all we can do is try to try to get in tune or in harmony with that as mm-hmm. best that we can. And that might literally mean, uh, you know, cutting out the Netflix subscription or the Disney Plus subscription or uh, cutting out excess spending. Or mm-hmm. you guys speak a lot about minimalism and financial uh, fitness uh, and, and well-being. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's probably more in tune with living a simple life because you're getting in tune to yourself and, mm-hmm. and living uh, to that potential that you have. And if you can find the contentment right. and learn what that actually means you can be content in any situation. How, like that's a life skill. Can you imagine if we had that life skill at 18 years old? Oh my gosh. Right. Learning how to be content at 18. Well, and that's just it. We didn't have a plan. I mean, we were going through our thirties and we were in Illinois. We had a massive mortgage and we were just doing the thing. 
but there was no plan. We're just going to work and then someday Shazam, Shazam, something's going to happen and we're going to retire or something and somewhere. And how's that even going to work? I don't even know. And now we've got a plan and maybe it will happen. Maybe not. But I can say that getting out of that corporate world, getting out of that crazy wedding business, getting just down to basics. Whew. It's been a lot better. Yes, we're on the run a lot. I'm on the road a lot. You're on the road a lot too, Greg, in right. your life. Um, but it is we're we're mar- we're working together to achieve something, you know, something that is meaningful to us. Yes, it's developing. Yeah, it's 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 a moving target. It's, we don't know what it is. And, and for a while, I mean, when we did the homesteading start with the why podcast with Mr. Tactical J, we talked. We were all excited about doing all this stuff, and you're like. Start with the why, you know, cut all the stuff down, start yeah. with the why, why, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Thank you, Ask Cube. <laughs> <laughs> TM. But, um, you know, it's uh, real because I was pushing real hard to get to Wisconsin, rural Wisconsin. Rural What's the difference? Wisconsin. What's the difference between life, uh, like complicated back into the, like the, the last 10 years when it was absolutely complicated and absolutely feel like it was out of control versus now not say we're not pretending life is perfect right now. Yeah. But what's the difference between the rat race you had then versus the rat race you're in now? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, it is. Is it physically? Is it mental? Is it spiritual? Is it, it all is, the all the above? All of it, Greg. Yeah, yeah. it really I mean, is. It, yeah. It's all of it. And it started with just having to take one leap of faith to to make a change right you know it's you take one step verbal step forward Mm -hmm. yeah yeah get it the first step for us and that was way back and way before i was on board with you know with a simpler lifestyle was was getting rid of that house that we couldn't afford and then we rented for five years you know trying to figure it out we you know? real, literally trashed our credit to get out of there, but yeah. it had to be done. Yeah. And we had to leave. We had to, it was time to go, and it was a great neighborhood. But Chicago was not the place for us. That whole area is just. And I go back. I went back a few weeks ago. Ugh, I I can't believe we lived there, and, well, and 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 we had no plan. We didn't budget. We were. Eating whatever we could, you know, eating everything in sight and get drinking and just we're in a total different mindset. A different life altogether. Yeah, a totally different like, life. Yeah. Look back. Do you think I keep hearing, I keep as, as I'm listening to you guys' story unfold and I'm, I'm running parallels with our story because it's very, very similar. Uh, I think sometimes when, when folks are looking at your story or our story, mm-hmm. they're looking, they're focusing too much on details. Mm. Yeah. Like one's an urban homestead one's a rural homestead and they start to you know separate and all these differences in reality it's it's the same exact thing what i what i keep what i keep hearing as you guys talk is there's an old bob dylan song uh and it goes uh once i was waiting in fortune and fame everything i needed i had everything i needed to get started in life's game suddenly it happened i lost every dime and i'm richer by far with a satisfied mind it seems like it. when you make that change, like you lay your head down at night and you've got a satisfied mind. Yeah. The work that you're doing together is satisfying. Mm-hmm. Those things, when you come together and you, you find that contentment, like you're satisfied. 
Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's the difference between one rat race to the other. Because it seems like as humans, we always create our own wheel that we're rolling in. But I can, one difference that I, that I feel for me personally, I've got a satisfied mind yeah. these days. Then right. I can't say that I did. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. That's so true. Yeah. It is. I think the mindset, the mindset has, has been, the biggest shift for yeah. me, the mindset of um, just, oh, I, I, I don't even know how to say this. Like even not needing approval from right. everyone anything. else, from yeah. anything. anything, not looking for, not seeking approval. I felt like right. I lived so long just, yeah. just looking for approval. And that was my way of deciding my next move and my next step and uh we live in a tiny little house you know this is not a a big house and we're the happiest we've ever been in our lives isn't that 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 doesn't even it does make sense when you think about it though because we're i mean we're in this a very similar boat we moved into a house that was 900 square feet Mm -hmm. uh at that time we only had seven of us before we had the (laughs) twins there but nine people and 900 square feet i mean that qualifies for any tiny home status yeah yeah you're smaller than we are isn't that weird though is like that goes back to the ingle story yeah like you and of course a lot of us are thinking of you know I, i didn't I, I was aware of the, the TV show before the books. And so I'm yep. seeing the loft and the little cabin and mm-hmm. the quaintness of it all. And we long for that kind of a thing. And here we are, you know, we did the same thing, moved out of a, we were living way beyond our means. Uh, it was a brand new house, cookie, you know, cookie cutter subdivision. And then we moved to this little tiny house. It's a fixer upper and it's small and it's cramped, but there's something about that. And maybe that's what, you know, also like the, the tiny home movement has, has really picked up steam, not because this is a cool house on wheels, because let's face it, there's been single wide trailers all across every you know, holler. That's a tiny, that was the original tiny yeah, home, exactly, you know, right? before it was cool. Yeah. But there's something about the, the, the act of, of, I don't want to say necessarily minimizing, but being content, if you can be content uh, with less stuff, like there's, there's a, such a freedom and all that well absolutely and i would say jobs too i mean i needed the i was always looking for like a college where i played football It was a prestigious very intellectual school you know but i didn't fit in with those folks and i got hurt and i left that and then i went to um i had a couple jobs after i graduated and i went to one that was the transportation company in the twin cities utter failure there totally miserable and commuting across the twin cities and back again and then uh then was doing some project management at this other company and became a executive for all intents and purposes and was miserable i was on muscle relaxers and some other uh, drugs i don't remember what and and then i changed jobs and i was executive again and and then went to the light rail job and it was manager of engineering on a two billion dollar light rail job who wouldn't who wouldn't want that you'll have endless opportunities and now i'm an inspector i don't need an engineering degree for it i've got it i've got my professional engineering license but it's stuff that really speaks to me and i can do it and do it very 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 well and i'm not the grand pooba and i don't want to be and oh you could say that okay i've done this podcasting and made life 
complicated again, <laughs> but it's my creative outlet and it's fun for me and I enjoy it. And if I don't do a podcast, like last week, I didn't post a podcast. Oh no. You know, um, but we'll get there. We'll get there and it'll be fun. There's something about expressing your art, no matter what that is. And I think we have this, like these weird expectations to where it's supposed to look like yeah. a certain thing like i i i i'm a uh a walking billboard I'm, you know susan's art is homemaking and baking and cooking and mm-hmm. uh, educating our kids and mm-hmm. like th- there's a certain art uh yeah. and and putting everything you have your passion your emotion into those things absolutely there's certain people that i think everybody needs a certain amount of that and it or and it may be the same amount it just all looks a little bit different you know for tom and i it's probably you know geeking out on uh you know uh, pop screens and microphones and preamps and uh, all this other you know ridiculous stuff that goes on with getting our voices into people's ears on their phones there's something you know and i i feel you know susan and i are really behind on our podcast big time um because we put all of our energy currently into the like the doing aspect right now on on the farmstead yep and we've tried to you know you know capture as much of that as we can to put something together but sometimes it it gets in the way of Mm -hmm. feeling like you have to capture these things or these thoughts for other people it can sometimes take away from the here and the now like being in the moment right like if you go like like you get like how many times have you gone on a family trip and you start to like whip that phone out to take all these pictures that you're never actually going to see. Like right. I used to be really bad with like stupid expensive cameras and lenses yeah. and camera bags and this and that to where I'm doc- magically documenting everything that's going on. But at the end of the vacation, I do the thing where I can only remember the vacation via the photos rather than mm. actually being present. Yes. Like being in the moment, finding the contentment and to just, you know, watching that giggle when it happens on a kid's face or yeah. seeing that thing that happened like it's there's a a balance between fulfilled feeling fulfilled doing the art uh and then sometimes it feels like uh we feel like we have to perform an art or we have to stay relevant or we have to produce these things it's it's always this weird balance yeah yeah i mean we we took a class online class last may and Okay, it was put on by Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and Jenna Kutcher was involved. And these are like big names in the whole social media, creating classes, creating value and all this stuff. And it's like you're watching them go. And uh, Russell Brunson was in there, too. Yeah, and it's Russell like Brunson. all these big names. And it's it's like they're constant. They're constantly having to dream up the next thing, you know, and constantly roll that out and, you, and julie was finally like oh, that's exhausting yeah no, you put you put so much pressure on yourself yeah, and that's perform, where yeah. i feel like part of my job as yep. tom's you know teammate is keeping him from <laughs> letting this whole thing get out of control because right. it it you know, he really, really wants, he loves to interact with people and he, he really has this dream of turning this into something and, and, uh, he wants to make some money off of it someday right. because he's, he is putting a lot of his time and energy into it. Well, when the bill comes from the hosting server and you're like, $500, what is this? And you're like, oh, it was two years worth of <laughs> website hosting in the domains. And what, what? Yeah. So <laughs> if it, it pays for itself, then we're good. Right. Right. <laughs> but I think a lot of the fun 
gets taken out of it when you turn it into a job. And even, you know, even if you have this grand vision of having, um, being a blogger or podcaster as a full-time gig, Mm. it, it's probably not going to be all it, it seems like it's cracked up to be. And that's what Tom and I've had a lot of conversations about. Right. What do you think? Do you guys think there's this, um, start off curve that fuels and passions a lot of this yeah start, I would say. start off curve meaning there's it's, this excitement early on and then you hit the and fade. then what you hit the you get you do about 11 shows or so you see this with podcasts they do about 11 shows yeah, and then they hit this especially. fade yeah they, yeah <laughs> then they hit this fade and it's like where'd they go they've just disappeared and they're just out of steam got life got busy something happened and then they've they're gone you know and the excitement wears off and it does turn into a grind. I don't you know? know how you've done it for so long because it mm. is a tremendous commitment, number one, uh, yeah. to do that. Uh, no one really understands like how much time it actually takes. Oh. Uh, like yeah. even, even once you get, you, you get all the bells rung and you get everything just right, like the time that it still takes, you know, fortunately, it seems like when you're, the momentum is the excitement of mm-hmm. producing and getting that thing out there that's where a lot of the bugs are and you, you yeah. work that out and then you get everything worked out to where you're on cruise control. All you have to do is turn something on, talk into it, do some post stuff. But it, it, it feels like there's, there's something to be said uh, about how do we main, if, if we were, if we felt passionate about this and driven and led to start these things off, whether it's a podcast, a blog, mm-hmm. um, or it, maybe it's, maybe it's not this format. Maybe it's starting the garden. Yeah. Or raising chickens. Right. right. Uh, or going down the path of financial freedom. Yeah. Right. Like, no matter which one of those, they all have the same thing where we have that initial drive, that initial momentum. Oh, yeah. And then we get to a certain point to where it starts to level off. What have you guys found working together? What do mm. you, how do you, rather than just letting it cruise downhill until it crashes and burn, have you guys found anything that works for you to help keep projects or ideas? Yeah. What do you do to keep things moving? in the direction that you want? Um, having a plan. Yeah. You have to, you have to have steps laid out to actually implement doing what you want to do. I would say, you know, you have to, Tom and I have started, um, having what we call them like our quarterly, quarterly meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so corporate where we do, <laughs> we visualize together, yeah. you know, like right. I said, Tom is more of the visionary than I am. So we sit down and we, we deliberately set aside some time and talk about what our dreams are, what, what they look like one year from now you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what does that long-term vision look like? But then also it's, it's hard because life, life happens and who knows what God's plan is or Mm -hmm. or the universe has in store for us. You know, you have to also be open to deviating from Mm. the plan, which can be hard for me as a, you know, as a kind of a structure (laughs) plan girl. But, but I'm learning that, you know, things have come into my life it, that I never even could have imagined. Right. And they're 10 times better than what my we're plan out was. For. Yeah. So, so I would say, but you really do have to kind of lay it out. And then what are the steps that are going to get you there? And that will help get you past the, you know, the fade, you know? Right. Yep. 
because you well, why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, what is that long term vision for it? You know, okay, well, we're eleven episodes in or whatever. Okay, well, you know, how do we get to hear and you've you know you've already got some steps in place so that when it gets hard and this is especially true for like the financial freedom yeah. side of things that that's a you know an area Tom and I struggled with greatly in oh. the past and and uh so I'm pretty passionate about that about um and I think becoming financially free has helped so much with the contentment oh, yeah. Yeah. side of things uh, that, going from survive to thrive that's i mean we were living for years in survival mode and just barely getting by robbing peter to pay paul and you like we just have a car repair and we'll have the funds for that it's going to be really expensive but in years past we'd almost have to trash the car because we didn't have the money. Out. Yeah, we'd be freaking out. You can wear your yeah. elbow out going hand to mouth, hand to mouth, hand to mouth. Right. Yeah. Credit cards maxed out, mortgages due, car breaks down. Oh my gosh. And then the roof yeah. is leaking and the air conditioner goes out and, um, you know, Julie needs a new pair of shoes. So, yeah. But a lot less shoes than I needed. In the past, so. <laughs> dual purpose shoes. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. My boots are very go. dual purpose. <laughs> so, Seth, you, you, you're, obviously you're asking yourself why you're, you're putting a a vision in place yeah you're setting clear steps to get to the goal and then you talked about the universe god plans changing uh opportunities come in that you weren't planning for right do you do you set up some kind of a like a reevaluation period you know yeah. do reevaluate yeah. quarterly sounds like at least where you're reevaluating the plan where are we where do we want to go are we still on track or do we want to change pass yeah. together yeah and it's not just quarterly i mean we talk all the time I yeah, mean, we, we just had a great conversation the other night and it was really about gratitude grateful for yeah. what we've got right and this was for me yeah you know I why do you say that? why you sound so surprised because usually i'm just like woo, everything's awesome you rock know? and roll you know <laughs> rock and roll and oh man i got an idea let's try this yeah. and oh hey there's a shiny thing over there let's try that yeah. and oh look at that greg's coming to town let's do this over here and that over there and blah, 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 blah. yeah yes. <laughs> that's why we're a good team yeah I, <laughs> I help keep that in check but i you know for me to open up like that that's something i believe it or not that i don't do very often right like sending you a text i'm very grateful for the life we've got right now you yeah. know and i sometimes i don't do that yeah believe it or not what's there's a there's a really good podcast and they have, they've got this they've coined this phrase it's something like uh oh what is it check uh, yourself before no you wreck yourself. no it's something <laughs> like uh um you know live a simple life do better every day Oh, you guys know that. Learn, one? do, grow, be a little better every See? day. Yeah, there live you go. Live a meaningful life with less. The minimalism guys. I mean, there's. Small scale life jewels. Oh, 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 oh I see. Oh, oh okay. Oh, it was a softball. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's been out of the podcast too long. I got to get her back on the show. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> that's that's the you know I, I yeah. you know for Susan and I too is is you know. If there's any married couples listening or any couples together, mm-hmm. you know, if you really are looking for a little extra, if the sheets are getting a little bit cold, you know, those, those quarterly meetings, those, yeah. those little get togethers things. I mean, those, those do work out wonders, uh, when you get on the same page, because it seems like you get on the same page, uh, not only with the project or the idea mm-hmm. or the passion, but when you get on the same page to get that on the same page, you also find in your marriage, when you are actively doing that, 
every other aspect of your life also falls into place and is in tune. Uh, and you're not, you don't have the ups and the downs and it's, it makes everything smooth and, and much more enjoyable because you know, you're, you can better understand your partner where they're at mentally, mm-hmm. right. physically, the whole nine yards. Cause it doesn't take a whole lot anymore uh, for, you know, I mean, how many times, you know, you, you're, you're in the same room and you're, you know, one's checking an Instagram feed one's checking a Facebook feed yeah. and it's one what? video comes up back to yeah. the next <laughs> and squirrel dog, squirrel dog. And you originally sat down to, even if it was do something that was seem, seemingly silly, like watch the same show together on the same couch or whatever that it mm-hmm. might be. Um, and you get sidetracked. It's so easy to get right. to even, you talked about running, uh, you know, different routes or different paths, but being parallel. Yeah. It seems like a lot of us do that. And mm-hmm. we're guilty sometimes too, to where there's so many distractions. There's so many things that can happen to where you, whether it was the, you know, the goal of, of the podcast or where you are financially coming together to see, you know, where are these goals aligning, you know, getting together and doing that is, is about, I don't know any better way to get anything back on track yeah Yeah. that's absolutely true i would agree and it it, i mean it it ensures that both parties feel like they're being heard and uh i think it's i i mean i i think it our marriage has never been better and i think so, so many things are at play just taking all of that excess out um all the all the things that we've done and the contentment that we feel, I mm-hmm. mean, it just, yeah, we, we're, we're in a great place and it's, it's pretty amazing. I think another thing that's helped us that we've instituted recently, and she's got a look, worried look on her face, is, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for trying. No, I'm um, uh, not very white. Is it? <laughs> this is a G-rated show, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, so the things we, we, what we've put in place now is something your parents put in place and that's once every couple months just getting away you know not bring a computer not you know try not really to look at the phone too much and just going to a hotel going to b&b just getting away and because we're in a place where we're um not living hand to mouth right we've got a little money in the bank we can do that and not feel guilty about it and really and our our kids are older you know so we can get out reconnect talk and this is not and that's not the planning thing this is just us getting away for a weekend and it's really been great yeah. you know and a lot that's of a very contrarian thing to say tom what's that because i i think a lot of folks start to head down this simple route or this this minimalist route yeah or the homestead route mm-hmm. to where they want to build a life they don't need a vacation from ah yes we use that tag once or twice yeah okay well yep. okay then they'd be interested in your approach for me, I, I, I can 100%. And maybe it's because it, you could argue if you need a vacation from the life that you built, mm-hmm. is that the right life that you've built? Or I, I, I tell Susan all the time, the best thing that we ever did was had kids. Mm-hmm. She's, and, and she's the best thing that ever happened in my life because that's what perpetuated where we, where we are today. Mm. As, as magical and perfect as I want to you know, believe that life is, I can tell you 100% when we have moments to where, not that we're escaping our life or escaping our kids, but when we, when we have just enough break or a vacation from our own life to get away, uh, to, to uh, kind of reset mm-hmm. mentally, physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. not only does, is, is life tremendously more beautiful when we get back, but it puts you in a place to where 
you have to remove yourself from your own life sometimes to actually get a good look at what's going on. Yeah. Well, I think no matter how good your life is and how much you love it, it's important to get away from your your everyday, yeah. from your day to day, where you can 100% just focus on each other. Because yeah. when you're in your realm yeah it's so easy to get sucked into the project or the laundry Mm -hmm. or you know even if you and and you have to do what you can do with the time you're at in your life too so tom and i are are at a stage where our children are grown yeah we don't need to have babysitters for them so it makes it easier for us um even just setting aside a night yeah, after right. the kids go in bed, go to bed, where you d- you know do something special for each other, right. or just you know just 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 to get break out of the everyday. That's that's really it's what it is about it? for us. To, yeah, just uh, to try to get outside of yourself for, like you say, even if it's a, a couple hours on a night and the, after the kids yeah. are in bed, or you know run in town and pay for your overpriced yuppie Starbucks, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever that yeah. might actually be. <laughs> Uh, whatever you can figure out, it, it it seems to be amazing. It seems like some of the best ideas that we've ever had mm-hmm. is on when we're we're dry. We're, if it's a small road trip. It's yes. just me and her. Like you know, her mom's taking care of the kids. Uh, there's we have no stresses. All we have is us, the moment, the road in front of us. Like there's magical windshield time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that totally or, or travel time to where. Uh, you know, and so, and so like, I think that's, the, these are really important things mm-hmm. uh, with a marriage. You've got to, you got to have the, the constant, it feels like the yin and yang, yep. the, the constant balance, um, because if things get too far out of balance one way, the effort that it takes to get things back, uh, can be a little bit destructive. And sometimes you need that to get things on, uh, you know, back into a healthy situation. My heart breaks. So for folks that are single, yeah, yeah. because I don't know what in the world that they do to maintain balance is that if they're single, is it, is it a, uh, a closer or deeper relationship with, with, with God, a family member, member, a friend? Like I, if it wasn't for Susan, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. Same. I mean, we've, we're like you all, I mean, we've been together more than half our lives. Yeah. I mean, we've been married for yeah almost 26 years now. So, yeah. well, I, but I think, yeah, I think single people, it it does come down to a relationship with God or if if that's not your thing, finding somebody like you talk about your your B mentor. Yeah. You know, I think as a single person you need to find those people that are aligned with your beliefs. Like a life mentor yeah. or some yeah. life coach or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'm I'm so thankful that I have Tom. You know, he's he's always been my biggest cheerleader. But I I would hope that I would be able I to can't f- see him in pom pom <laughs> or Kenna. Oh, he looks he looks so cute. <laughs> Those are the other date nights, Joel. Shush. <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, where are you guys at with uh, small scale life? What mm. are you guys looking forward to? Anything? Uh, have you settled on any kind of direction for the future? I'll let you run with that one. I know. Everybody's looking at me. So, yeah, this is, you know, small scale life is a little complicated right now because we were simply complicated. Simply complicated. complicated. I I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is it really is minds about mindset, right? I mean, if you look, if you connect, we've done shows on wellness, like 
weight loss and financial freedom and gardening and all these different things. We got a lot of tentacles out there. You said it earlier and because we do. But it is interesting how you boil it all down. And there is a common theme there about mindset, whether it's minimalism or financial freedom or all these things. You're really, if you clean up the stinking thinking Mm -hmm. and you get focused and you do your planning and you're moving in that right direction, you'll find that contentment, you know, like we've been talking about. So, um, I made things a little more complicated this year with launch of small scale gardening podcast. I wanted folks to gardeners and homesteaders to know that, Hey, I still love them. Cause I, last year we did a lot with rebooted body or yeah, or not rebooted body, but uh, the health and fitness renew you. And mm-hmm. then we went into financial freedom. And by the time we got around to gardening, we were like, Oh, harvest time. So it yeah. was, we lost, uh, you know, some of that homesteading and gardening folks left. So I wanted to provide a space for them, a gardening channel, if you will, like HGTV. It's my garden channel, essentially. So Small Scale Life um, is, continues to host the Small Scale Gardening podcast. And eventually I might split the two. So Small Scale Gardening shows up on Small Scale Life on the feed. I might split the two. I'm not quite sure yet. I'm, um, I've got a vision for Small Scale Gardening and where I want that to go. I mean, that's always been my passion. Small scale life. Um, we've done 165 shows now. Um, I'd really like to take it into more mindset stuff, you know, and that's really what we've been doing. You know, it, it, I've been on 16 different diets, right? 16 failed with 15 of them. I'm making progress right now and with the 16th and it's a mindset thing and we're doing this together. Financial freedom. I mean, We've been a complete disaster with that, but it was a mindset shift. And now we've got a goal and we are pushing hard for that goal, you know, savings goals and such. And it's a mindset thing. Um, minimalism, that's another mindset thing. So the common theme here is mindset, you know, and trying to break, break the chaos, really. So I think, I mean, I think what it comes down to is the, <clears throat> the gardening, excuse me, the gardening is Tom's heart and his passion. And that's where... He he has a pretty clear vision of of what he wants to do. So I think you're going to focus a lot of your attention this year on gardening. Small scale life is going to be um, more of a, a gathering place on the social media feeds. You'll continue to do some podcasts, but I don't think it's going to be a focus of yours as far as. Uh, the blog per se, right? I think what's TBD. interesting uh, as, <laughs> as you as you sort that out, like, as you're saying, yeah. this, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm hearing how simply complicated, yeah, um, everything. Well, I I can tell you what I uh, love and appreciate is that no matter what you guys do, you're being yourself, yeah. and and folks can hear you transform and change directions and be true to the calling yeah. uh, you're going with your gut and the direction that you feel led, you know, I, I, I keep, you know, seeing the, a very specific, uh, little house on a prairie scene, you know, where I can't remember why Paul needed the extra money. Um, but he's throwing feed sacks. He's, he's, he's stacking feed sacks and he gets hurt. And eventually, uh, the family finds out and they come and they pitch in and they're, you know, they're, they're helping him get that load to, to meet that, uh, uh deal that he made with, mm-hmm. with, the, with the guy there. Like, no matter what, where you go with it, it seems like the small scale life umbrella is is kind of 
there's parallels with yeah. with the Ingalls family is mm-hmm. no matter which way you guys go with the, the, whatever you want to call it, you know, if when you condense it all the way down, it it's small. It's all about a small scale life. Yeah. Uh, whether it's gardening or uh, financial freedom or health or wellness, like it's all a small scale life. And we, right. when we condense things down from a large scale, overly complicated, uh, beyond our means, and we condense everything down to the smallest scale life, spiritually, mentally, physically, you know, then you can go in any direction that you want, wherever you are currently. And I think that's the fun part. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for years now. Uh, and yeah. you guys have gone all over the place. Yeah, I yeah. know. And that, and I think that's hard on the audience is they don't know where it, we're going. <laughs> I think, I think it can't. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, and that's the hard about being, you know, I think I've heard yourself, you call yourself like a content creator or whatever yeah. the fancy people call themselves when they're, when they're making <laughs> stuff for other people, you know, and that's the hard part is when you're trying to be, you're, you're, yeah. you're trying to flesh all these things out, you know, yeah. you can sometimes go in different directions, but right. what I've heard is you've always have, it followed your heart yep. uh, in the direction that you've gone. And no matter which way, uh, however the tide uh, is flowing for you, folks know that when they listen to small scale life, it's, it's your eyes heart and yeah. it's going to be truthful and it's going to be honest. And you're not, you know, pretending to be anything that you're not. Yeah. I yeah. agree. And I, I would have to say I've met some of the coolest people through small scale life. I, Michael Jordan, yourself, Dan Bokris, I mean, I haven't met him yet and shaken his hand. The whole Colorado crew, Danielle and Adam and Rob and just so many, Jay, I mean, so many good people all over the country. Amy Dingman, yeah. um, great people. Um, and there's so many more out there. Now, I'm not going to meet the whole world, but some of the really cool people. I mean, you wouldn't be sitting here in my kitchen right now. No. We wouldn't be talking if we didn't connect through small scale life. Yeah. Right. Right. We're, we're going to be living our small scale life <laughs> yeah. and we'll see what, what it is we're going to show to everybody else and that's as we go along. Yep. The most important thing is that you guys are living your life. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's the, the, the fun part about, you know, uh, living a life that you believe in is, you know, you can share that with folks. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to get busy and chaotic and you're not. Uh, and that's, it's, it's always the tricky thing. Um, finding all that balance. The good news is, is you guys are, you know, living a life where contentment is the priority mm-hmm. yes. uh, and you have each other to balance uh, wherever that you want to go, wherever that is, you have that, you know, to work together towards. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh my gosh, this uh, it's was been fun. awesome to sit down and, yeah. and chat. I'm, uh, I know Susan's going to listen to this, and she's just going to be like, "Oh man, I wish I was there to talk with them too." Um, well, so, we'll make it out your way one yeah. of these days. Oh yeah, we've got to. Yep, that'd be a lot of fun. There's a lot of folks out there that that I need to shake their hand and give them a big hug. That'd be a lot of fun. I know the Ohio crew is definitely a big, big fan of you yeah. guys there too. So uh, I know we mentioned it earlier, but where can folks find uh, wherever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you want to do at the time? <laughs> well, uh, smallscalelife.com. That's the the blog. Uh, we got the podcast, 165 shows. We're on iTunes, um, iHeartRadio. We're on Google Play, all over the place, wherever podcasts are listening. And then smallscalegardening.com. That's where we're really going to do a lot of gardening, cool gardening stuff. I mean, Greg's got his back to all my seedlings i got seedlings that popped up like seeds started growing three days from planting and i'm like 
totally ecstatic about it. I had to show him. <laughs> when Jules came home, we were like looking, hey, look, there's seedlings right over here and there. But um, it is a passion of mine. We're going to do some really cool stuff. I got a lot of questions I got to answer, so I'm really excited about that. So Small Scale Gardening, Small Scale Gardening Podcast on iTunes and Fireside and the site right now. So If you just put in hashtag awesome, you'll just show up everywhere. Yeah. Awesome! That's, that's exactly. Just the way yeah. That's just about it. Yeah. No, but we appreciate your friendship and, and love that you've come up make time to spend time with us and and we'll have to do the same when we come out to ohio hey i heard there's a deer pot roast so i'm a cheap date <laughs> <laughs> Easy. thanks again for uh yeah, you know, opening your guys your mentally and, and also your home here yeah man uh, it was a great uh oh chatting with you guys yeah i mean yeah, we've thanks, Greg. we've talked for hours before this podcast went down so that's been really cool what's that famous, what's me. that famous line you guys have again learn to grow and be a little better every day that's right well, that was awesome to hear Tom and Julie. I am so jealous that you got to go up there, eat a good meal, and get to talk to two amazing people. It was a lot of fun. We obviously ate well. And Did he hit you up with his kombucha? He did. Tom, <laughs> thanks, Tom. He sent me home with some uh, kombucha and uh, some, some, good, some canned goodies, so... Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed. enjoyed everything. It, it was, was so good. sweet that he sent you I off with I, I parting gifts. I wish I pictures of it uh, <laughs> to brag on him before we actually devoured it all. So, Tom, we loved it. Sorry we'll I didn't to get a picture of yeah. Let's come back for more so I can get a picture of it. <laughs> Second round. <laughs> that was cool. Looking forward to uh, sitting down and talking to them, maybe all of the, the four of us at, at, at some point, too. I absolutely loved hearing... Um, you know, it brings me back. It makes me remember all the talks we've had. And, and they normally end up happening um, on our little getaway trips. We have hours and hours to talk. Yeah. Uh, usually, you know, at least four to six hours of just silent um, van time. And we've talked and, you know, scoped things out, written things down, made goals, plans, and, and dreams. Uh and sometimes that doesn't happen with a large family, and, and, and it can be hard to find, it, you know, the balance, the um, figure out where your mindset is versus mine. <clears throat> and I think that that's where Tom and Julie were really opening up and being honest about their balance and their mindsets and how they figured it out through it all. Um, and it's not like you can hear it in their voice. It's not always perfect. It's not always still on spot. You're not going to be this pre-written book before your, your podcast airs. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. I think the heart of it all is when people hear that the perfection isn't there. I think that's what makes things perfect is the imperfections that are intertwined and, and woven into whatever it is that you're looking. I think that's what actually makes something special and unique uh, and great. That's what makes it stand out. Is it, something has weathered storms. It has uh, the, the ship has been tossed. It's been turned. Water's been bailed. Boards have have, have been fixed. Sails sewn. That's yep. what makes a ship truly unique. That's what makes a ship special. Um, and so I really appreciate them opening up to say things are simply complicated. I think that's about perfect. Yeah. Because uh, we are all striving for a simple life um, and it gets very complicated really quickly to try to get back to those kind of ways to kind of reset ourselves uh, mentally and physically sometimes even spiritually and I think that's it's conversations like this learning from other folks who 
have really gone through uh, the ringer too and how they've come out on the other side and how they can be a lighthouse and be an example. Uh, I think it's a really special conversation. I absolutely enjoyed it. I cannot wait to talk with them, all four of us together. I love listening in to their their hearts on the small-scale gardening, the small-scale life, the podcast, the blog. Um, I love Julie's takes on financial freedom and fitness. And that I think her goal, and I, I can see it in a lot of wives, I think it's just to live that small scale life, to figure out actually how to live that and what it looks like for them. It looks completely different for us because our small scale life is a large family. <laughs> and I think for for them, you know, as uh parents of older kiddos that are out of the house or on their own journey, that it's all shape-shifting and looking different than it did 10 years ago, maybe. Um, And so they're trying to figure it all out again. And we'll be doing the same thing as our life evolves and our kids grow and things change and um, it all looks different. And I think it's that living part that when you fi- when you think you figured it out, that ship's going to tip, and you're going <laughs> to you're going to have to figure it out all over again. But that's the fun of it. If you constantly are in um, looking in the rearview mirror, you're never going to get where you need to go. And if you're always looking ahead, um, sometimes you can't appreciate truly appreciate where you are. So try to keep that in mind. Don't constantly keep your eye on the rearview mirror and don't constantly look ahead and think ahead of time. Try to appreciate exactly where you are and take each day as that gift that it's it's given to you. Um, and I think we can all take a lot of things away from these this conversation that you got you got to have with them. And um, I'm I'm happy I'm happy you got to I'm jealous but happy you got to go. <laughs> if you are finding yourself uh, you know in a, in a place to where you're trying to do as they say, live, do, grow, be a little better every day. You know, in this current environment, a lot of folks are trying to plant seeds and grow a garden and work on, you know, some food security. Uh, you can check out Tom and, uh, Tom and Julie's website, smallscalelife.com. They have a free seed starting guide. So if you're on the fence and you're you want to start growing something, you don't know where to start, uh, check out their website, smallscalelife.com. And uh, check out their free seed starting guide. They also have budget bundles, the whole the whole schmear there. So That's it's a, awesome. It's a great resource. You're to help talking folks to a gardener's started. heart. <laughs> yeah, people are going to love it. Heart. It's, and it's if great. you do start seeds, start a garden, grow something, do something good, snap a picture, post it, show it to us. We ha- we're all over the place. We we want to see what you're doing. We're excited for you, just like we're excited to to see the people we love. We we want to see you guys doing great things. So post it, post it on our Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Find Contrary Farmstead. Get your pictures on there. We want to see your stuff. Encourage you to keep going, keep growing. This, this can be the best spring ever for everybody if we just work on the mindset yep. and work on doing things that we can do uh, and Actually just keep moving living. our needle forward on living a, a, a positive life. Yep. Uh, so like Julie said, living the small scale life. Yep, living awesome. the small scale life. Yep. yep. But uh, if you're still looking for bees, we're getting ready to deliver a bunch of bees here at the end of 
April. Yeah, visit naturesimagefarm.com to place your order for packages and or we've got, we'll have nukes for sale later yep, on. We'll have nukes uh, that we're delivering across Ohio uh, in May and then we'll be shipping queens uh, all across the country starting late May as well. We'd love to uh, get a part of our bee yard uh, to you and to yours. Yeah. So until next time. Be the change. Be the lighthouse. Keep it contrary. We'll see you guys. Bye. Don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Ha ha ha! Good night, Seattle. <laughs> Good.